Hello and welcome to This Is Not A Podcast. The following program is uncensored. It contains strong language and adult content not suitable for children under the age of 18. Listener discretion is strongly advised. The views and opinions expressed on this show are solely of the hosts and guests and are not the opinions of Studio 6.2 Enterprises, J. Jones Live Studios, the Locked and Loaded Game Network, T-Game Studios, the Pixel Guys, Texas A&M University is affiliated subsidiary students, faculty, or staff. You have been warned. I'm Jay Jones. I'm Anna Davidson. This is, yes, this is a podcast. Welcome to episode zero. I don't care what it says on there. It's episode zero. We haven't done episode one yet. We'll get there. Don't worry about it. Anna. All right. So what we're going to discuss tonight is personal development from your 20s to your 30s. So I thought that could be open-ended, something everybody could relate to. Right. Well, you know, a good proportion of the population. Yeah. Yeah. So... Well, for one, since we were just talking about it, let's go random. Let's do it. Um, I have always been pro dumpster diving. And oh, man. I so, used so, to do that. So let me say that the majority of my 20s, like one of the defining characteristics <laughs> of my 20s was dumpster diving. Yes. And uh, I know it is illegal to sort through trash, but, you know, I... Uh, it's illegal if you get caught. Uh, I've always been libertarian before I was libertarian. Like, if it is a victimless crime, you know, don't do it maliciously. Don't, yeah. don't be going through somebody's personal shit. But, right. If man, it's like at an apartment complex or something like that. It, yes. Yeah. Like. 100% if it's outside the dumpster. Right. It is fair game. Oh, yeah. And a little bit inside the dumpster if it's uh shit when very people, clear what it is. Like when people leave stuff. This is a college town, they throw away so much good shit. For context, we're in Bryan College Station, Texas. And it's home to this great university we call Texas A University. It's a great university. It's totally a great university. I'm ordered to say that. I mean, uh totally my opinion. Well, I work for a state agency. I didn't go here for school, but... Neither did I. It's a pretty campus. I graduated from Lamar University, go Cardinals. Anyway. um, So, there are some things you just don't outgrow. Correct. But there are some that you do. So, I used to put up with a lot more bullshit. Did you? I did. Tell me a story. I... I cowed down a lot more. I was more timid, more shy, more scared to speak up for myself. Um, and let me tell you, folks, when I met her, it I would not have known that. I would not have figured that you, out. You give me the impression that my kids do when they're like, you were a kid once? <laughs> you were a kid once? You were born once before? Yeah, that... <laughs> So I, there there are times that, you know, it's well out of mind um, who I used to be. And I don't feel there was a dramatic difference in like my core self, but there's a lot of attributes that have changed. Okay. So say like I 
being younger, uh, yes. I, I got sexually harassed a lot. And did I ever speak up for myself? No, not really. I quit a job. So, I, mean, I walked out of a job and right. never went back because I got cornered in a kitchen. Do you think that shit would happen now? Probably not. No. Um, so, I, I guess with whatever limits you're gonna, you can put on this, um, I don't, I'm not gonna force you to go into details, but, um, if you, if you were the Anna now that you were 10 years ago or so, okay, would you have would you I don't want to say allow it to happen because uh, that's not right um, no I know what you mean I know what like, you mean and I'm not offended at all because I'm trying to word it in a way that doesn't seem like I'm trying to be a dick or anything it's just like it, it, if it happened suffer in silence right I totally know yeah we've spoken enough that I, I kind of get the vibe that you're on like it, it, it's it's like because I here's my thing on um, when it comes to like sexual assault, rape, sexual violence, things like that, um, I don't like it, right? Like I, I don't, I don't like the idea let's, of it. Let's, let's I don't like put the, it out there for man, woman, anyone. Yes, it's not okay. Correct. So this is not. It can't happen to a man. I'm not. Oh, putting, it definitely can. Absolutely. And what's so worse, I just wanted to make a little segue there. Right. And what's so, worse yeah, is continue. that less men are able to... Well, they're not. it's not like they're not able to. It's like less men are taken seriously. Correct. And I'm not okay with that. Um, what I hate is the fact that... This is very integral to being a young adult. Right. It's so prevalent. That's very relevant to our theme. And it's especially here, I have learned this so much here in this college town. Um, like, you've only been here, what, 10, 11 years? Uh, 10 years. I have been here my entire 33 years on this earth. Uh-huh. And I, you know, I've gone to the, to the, to Northgate, like, for, for those who don't live near where we are, Northgate is like a row of bars uh, along, you know, at the university, across from the university. Yeah, so in several other cities I've lived in, there mm. was always a five points, and that was where the bars were. That's the equivalent of Northgate here. Yeah. Um, and just like... I have seen it's like I can tell when when you know I can tell when you see that type of person that is wins my next opportunity to strike right like I've I've seen that before um, like, I'll tell you this, I, I, I had, I did an Uber ride, um, this was like a couple of nights before I 
graduated with Lamar, actually, I picked up a couple of people, like, a couple of people, and I told them I couldn't pick up more than, like, four people, right? Okay. Because um, if someone were to sit on someone's lap in the car, you know, police would ticket me for whatever. Absolutely. And I would be like, well, you're paying for the ticket because you violated the law. But, um, So I went, dropped them off, came back with one other person, and I saw, I saw these men, they were just standing in front of this, this random apartment complex, um, and it's a complex right behind Northgate, and you see, I see him standing there. And I mean, straight up goes on a woman okay. in the face and tries to like, I mean, openly, openly commits sexual assault on someone, okay. openly tries to rape someone, and I see it. And then one of the girls that were there... I had picked up. And I was like, fuck this. I'm reporting this to the cops. Mm -hmm. And so at the time, I had this, um, I had, I had like, uh, the OnStar stuff. Okay. And so I called, I called up OnStar. I was like, listen, I need to get in contact with CSPD. There's like, these people here. Luckily, there was a there was a CSPD cop that pulled by, and I flagged him down. I was like, like these guys are trying to actively, like actively rape women. Mm-hmm. Like I actively saw it, and I had never been so enraged, so sad, and so scared in my life. And I I drove this gut per those guys to their apartment and you know I made sure that she was okay I mean she was she was crying like she was bawling okay. like just just flooded with tears and everything and I don't blame her um, that shit is scary that is incredibly scary um, and I look at, and I look at it in two different ways because here I am a 29 20 29 year old man that's been through all this shit that's seen all this shit mm-hmm. and it's like I need to get up and act okay looking well, at this young probably 21, 22, 23-year-old girl that does not know what to do next. Right. You know. And so in that time of all that adrenaline pumping, I got her home and I shit you not, I went to the McDonald's that was right there on at, at Northgate mm-hmm. 
and I had a panic attack like anxiety attack like I did not know how to feel and I told my sister I was like I am not coming home I need to drive a little bit more like driving can be good for the soul yeah I can't sleep it was graduation day I was like you know what I'll pick up some people get them to graduation call my nerves like I didn't get home till like 9 that morning that was out all night like I did not sleep um so I've seen it happen right and it's unfortunate that it kind of feels like a rite of passage that it's so prevalent that to me you know my personal opinion it feels like that is part of the fabric of womanhood mm-hmm. having been through that like repeatedly so I I guess and it is in no by no means a flattering thing because Right. I, I've had men that were very, very old try to take advantage of me. Co-workers try to take advantage of me. Complete strangers um, when I was all alone. And you fear for your safety. Right. Um, which I think is a shitty thing to deal with, right? Yeah. Um you look at, at today's times and you're just thinking to yourself as here, here's where adolescence at the time we were 20 or 21, 22, whatever mm-hmm. at that time I probably would not have known what to do at that point I mean at that point I would have frozen I probably would have frozen and I would have felt bad doing so. Yeah. You know, I, I I would not have known what to do. I would have, brain would have drawn a blank. And I'm not shaming anybody that is also in that position of, oh my God, this is happening. This can't be happening, but this is happening. Because that, it, it, you don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. Um, Sometimes you are genuinely afraid for your safety if you protest or fight back. Right. Um, It's it's a fear. Yeah. And and so it brings me back to today. You know how people always sit here and they're like, oh, you're following what the doctors order or what the what the CDC is saying or what the WHO is saying, you're just going to live in fear. Or, uh, um, no, cops are bad. You're just listening to all the media and it's bad. you're living in fear of being black. I'm like, you don't fucking know what fear means. Right. You don't know what it means to live in fear. Um, and I hate it when people Oh, you're just being, you're just living in fear. I'm like, nah, bitch. You don't know what fear is like. For a variety of reasons, people 
can live for in an extended period in horrendous situations. Yes. It can be poverty, abuse. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um so let me ask you this. Was there at one of those times that you know when that type of stuff was happening to you did you ever have that instinct of where you would be able to get up and be like okay I I got that that get the fuck out you know did you ever like did you have a feeling that something like that was gonna happen and then you were just like, okay, I got to find an escape route. Okay. So, you know what I mean? Um, Have you ever had one of those? Each time really was a surprise for me okay. when the situation arose. Right, right. But my thinking in the moment was actually very strategic. So my coping mechanism was mm-hmm. I was generally alone. I was yes. generally very vulnerable. Let me not alienate this person because um, I fear they will retaliate. Right. So I would be as diplomatic as possible. Right. And either kind of politely find a way out oh i need to go i have something you know i'm i'm late to this or um just i would make excuses i would make excuses i would yeah. get out at earliest opportunity right. but i was so strategic not to alienate someone because i i feared retaliation right. and that it would be physical Right. More physical than it was. Right, right. Um, more physically aggressive. It was yes. plenty physical and not... It was more. already bad enough that yeah. it was physical. Right. But you didn't want it to turn into... Aggressive. Oh, fuck, aggressive. I might die. Or just... Even if it's just, like, be held down. Right. You didn't want to be in a pinning predicament where you have... You... I was generally I was generally cornered, groped, felt up, um, you know, like had them in my ear or, you know, putting their hands where I didn't want them, but mm-hmm. I never, well, I can't say never, uh, had anybody really pin me. Okay. Because, come to think of it, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been physically held down and forced. But isn't it weird how the brain kind of, like, walls that off? Yes. And yes. I'm, I'm totally cool talking about this, and I, like, won't come to tears talking about this. Like. But, yeah, I was strategic. I, I see what you mean. So, it, you, you pretty much get my answer. Like, it, I, I see what you mean, and it brings me back to, see, I used to live in Calvert for, like, 11 years. 
I have straight up blocked that part of my mind out. Right. There's certain things that don't don't bubble up unless you, you know, go down that road of of revisiting something very specific. Right. See, I was, I, you know, I can never experience, I, I have never experienced what it is like to be, um, to be sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. I hope I never feel that. I hope no one else ever feels that. Unfortunately, it'll happen, right? Um, but just being bullied. Oh, like thank how God. many times I never got bullied. So you tell me your experience being bullied. So it's kind of the same shit. Yes. I got intimidated in a certain way. You know, you had people try to impose themselves on you in a certain way. How many times I couldn't tell you how many times living in Calvert, hell, even up here in Bryant, how many times people would sit there and be like and and, and um and they'd be like, oh, look at the retard over there. Oh, look at that stupid little retard over there. Like, or they'd mimic me doing something or, or whatever because I wasn't a part of the group. And it was worse than Calvert because, yes, I am a black guy, but I did not act like most of the other black guys in Calvert. Like, most of the black guys in Calvert were what your stereotypical black man would be. I was not one of them. You know. And and the fact that I... It wasn't that I was even properly thinking about it. So much as... This was, this was more of, this was more of, like, I, I subconsciously wanted to be me. Okay. And in some ways, yes, I kind of egged that bullying or brought that bullying on to me. But at the same time, it was just like, why is it because I'm different that you got to treat me like shit, you know? Um, And it's worse. Like, I'll tell you, I've worked. I've worked up until the current job. I've worked no matter where I was where people would would treat me like would think of me as intimidating would think of me as this scary big black dude that's gonna do something from what I've heard it sounds like they scapegoated you yes for a lot um Like, my very first job, I was at KBTX, and I, and my friend Cody, he, we've been through a lot. I don't know what I had, what he had done, but it pissed me off that I yelled at him, 
and one of the anchors had, you know, just got freaked out that I yelled. Okay. And it's just like, wow, I'm not allowed to be fucking angry. You know, and I got a chewing, uh, like a chewing out, you know, by my boss at the time. But it's just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Um, I used to work at Reed Arena. And, um, the reason I stopped working there, it's not because I had necessarily quit even though the records will show that I actually quit, like I actually, um, um, resigned. Thank you. Um, but I'll tell you what they told me. They, they said that I, they made a bunch of stupid Okay. They said I had made cat calls to the to like the dance team. And for those of you wondering, Reader is where they have basketball, volleyball, uh, all types of events there. And they thought I had made cat calls to the dance team. I didn't even so much as look at them, much less make cat calls to them. Like I don't care about them. So so these accusations are just hearsay. They were hearsay. They said that, um, they also said that, um, that I had made some sort of offensive comment to one of the one of the lady coaches, uh, lady Aggie coaches that were coming in from, like, I guess halftime or whatever. And I was like, I don't even know who they are, much less wants to make any type. All I, the only person I knew on the Aggie, like, on the women's basketball team was Gary Blair. And I didn't even say a word to him. God loves Gary Blair, though. I'm Gary Blair. I love my community, I tell you. My brother, Jeb Blair. Gotta get, gotta get him to help you out. JMB Propane. But Jesus, brother. Anyway, I ADD'd. But my point is like, then they thought I had said one other thing. I don't remember what it was. But I came in, I just finished working, and they said, Oh, you don't work here anymore. Like, I'm going to have to let you go. But we're going to write it off as being resigned. You you actually put in your two weeks. So it sounds like either you... They forced me to quit. Yeah, exactly. So we're making these accusations, and you can either resign, Mm -hmm. or we're going to fire you with these reasons documented. And it was just like, it was me against Aggie Athletics. And unfortunately, I would have never won. I know I would have never won. Right. There was no way. Um, so, I mean, 
mean, it, it's so bad. Like, and as I learned these mistakes, learned these from these things, like uh, one of the longest jobs I've had so far, um, working IT over on the main campus is, um, you know, I'm a friendly person, right? Like, yes. I'm a friendly person, and yes, I know that sometimes I I tend to be affectionate, and I try and I try my hardest not to do it at work. Um, but some people were like, "Oh, you're just you were over uh, standing over someone, and they they were intimidated by you." I'm like, really? Really? Me standing over someone is intimidating. What? Did I make a noise to them? Or one of my more recent jobs, I was fired. The only time I was ever fired. Now, I admit there there are things that I did that kind of screwed it up. Like, I called someone... I said that one person was being a bitch because they had a bad attitude. They were treating us like shit, you know. Um, and then they they reported me for asking about a person's shirt size, which little did I realize was a thing that you could get reported on. Or the fact that I said that I liked somebody. Excuse me for having a crush on somebody. Or... Or I was trying... And I admit the only thing that I know I did... I knew I should have done better... Was when I saw someone looking on her phone... In the control room... Where we had a no phone policy after a certain time. And they were still on their phone. Little did I know that they were looking at stuff for, because they had a relative passing away. But still, to me, that looks like you're breaking the breaking the policy. Mm. Like, how do you get special treatment over me? You know. And so it was stuff like that, and like I had lost my job. In those three months without having a job were the worst. I couldn't get unemployment. I had no money. Like, none. Okay, so being in poverty, very poor, that is a uh, common theme of your 20s. Yes. Well, of of plural you, universal you of your 20s. God, go over. I'm just kidding. Um, no, but My, yeah. Mine as well. Uh, shitty jobs that shitty you have jobs. to put up with. You've been in shitty jobs. You've um, both been in shitty yeah, jobs. Yeah, we've been in shitty jobs. But um, what you were saying, like particular to that, the, the double standards of how people might treat you versus me. Yeah. You're like, oh, you're a big black dude, so it's all seen differently. Like, nobody listening can see you unless they already know you. Right. 
and, and, and I one thing I've done now is just like, especially at work, I I don't even so much as put my hand anywhere near someone else's body unless they want me to, or they initiate contact. Like, it sucks that I have to do. So that, so we're but, it. So there's going to be a lot of times you have to lean over somebody. Right. If you're trying to help troubleshoot. And if you do it, would be perceived like wildly different than if and I And that's why a lot of times I'll just sit down. Right. Because I don't want people to be like, Or may oh, I take your spot? Or, yeah. He's intimidating. Yeah. I have to sit down. Mm-hmm. I have to sit down and not be that intimidating. Mindful of your, of appearance. your bodily attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to some people that would look like oh you're being a jerk you're not letting the customer sit down no I'm doing that so I cover my ass uh-huh. you know where someone like you they would just be like they wouldn't bat an eye no which is sad right so we've got a lot of stuff in common but this is wildly different right yeah so, like, you and me leave and work here. Yes. And the cops eyeballing us. And we're joking, but it's it's a dark joke that has, you know, a lot of seriousness in it. Oh, I wonder if they're thinking, like, oh, does that poor woman need help or something? Right. Because, like, we, to some people, some people, we would look like unlikely friends. Right. Like, whereas you and me, like, you can be fucking friends with anybody. You know. We're co-workers. Now, I know it's, like, kind of suspicious that I have weird hours and work late. But, you know, it's unfortunate. Yeah. That, like, that cop watched us leave. It's pretty sad. And when I took off in my car, they leave. Yeah. Like, literally the second you left. It was more than coincidence. Yeah. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, let me tell you. I'm going to take advantage of this person when it's well lit. But had, There's probably cameras looking at me. Had it been, like, sorry to say, like, one of the student workers, mm-hmm. that they wouldn't think twice. They would have just been like, oh, okay. Oh, Moved they're along. taking a walk together. It's sad. It, it's really sad. Like, thanks for watching out for me, but that was very telling. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, you know. Whenever I walk out with you, it's because... Not just because... Like... I want to say that... It's company, but it's also appreciated that you watch my back for me. Yes. It's like... I want to make sure you're safe, but I also want company. Yeah. I want company more than I want. To, you know, it's not like the I primary don't reason. The, the primary, primary reason, reason is like, hey, let's let's leave together, and we'll talk. But you know, secondary reason is yeah. Like yeah. you can walk me to my car, and make sure I'm I'm good for the evening, and, and I appreciate that. Here's a thing that I hate. Here's a really big thing that I hate. I try to do chivalrous things, and I do it subconsciously. Uh-huh. Right? Oh, we, we can go into a lot. I do it subconsciously, yeah. right? 
I absolutely hate it when women tell me, well, uh, you know that you don't have to do that. It's just like, that's so misogynistic. I'm like, no. It's called being kind to a person. Right, right. And I it, was it's... taught to be kind to people. And, and trying to be chivalrous is, uh, is like a double-edged sword. Yes. So, you would show that kindness to anybody. Yes. But if someone perceives it, you know, that you're taking away from them, then they, they want to claim it's misogynistic. But I know you, and it's not. Um, I've... I've been on the shit end of the stick of people claiming chivalry when right. it absolutely wasn't. Yeah. So I can understand where some people are coming from, but there's that, that tendency to overgeneralize. Right. And full disclosure, I always got worried and kind of still do. It's like, is she going to think that I'm just like taking advantage of her? Because I don't want to. Absolutely not. Um, and people are just like, well... You know you wanted to do that. And like, no. Number one, even if I thought about doing that, I have three women that live with me that would fucking castrate me right. over and over. Right. On top of being fired, on top of going to jail. We both believe in consent. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to do something. Consent across the board, not just sexual, but like consent across the All board. All across like, the board. Like, hey, do you feel like visitors today? Hey, do you feel like talking today? Hey, we don't have to talk about that. Consent across the board. Yeah. I don't know why this is such a hard concept. Um, you know, hey, if that bothers you, I'm sorry. I won't do it again. Uh, for anything. And that's why I've always... That's why I've gotten so, like, self-conscious. Not self-conscious. Um, what is the word I'm looking for? You gotta help me out. Like, I check and make sure over over and over again, even though I know it's okay. Conscientious? Yes. Like, I'll sit there, like, and I'm about for this. I'm like, is this a problem? Am I causing a problem? You're very considerate. Like. And you make sure to, to ask. You know. I'd much rather annoy someone because I'm considerate than to annoy them because I'm a dick. Yeah. You know? Then you're steamrolling over their, their wishes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's really that type of thing that, that I can never do. Um, I, 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 I couldn't take advantage of someone. I just... I just don't see why it's such a thing that people want to do. You know? Like, it, it, it bothers me in that, in that context. I think a lot of instances of people being shitty in, in, in a variety of ways, mm -hmm. it gives them like a power trip. Yeah. Um, say like, you know, uh, 
a controlling father, you know, mm. more than just protecting your children, that you got a power trip going. Yes. Um, controlling a partner. Right. Um, and even someone who's not your partner, like, that, that kind of, hey, I won. Right. And that that could stem from like some some wound in them, but fuck it, it's 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 an excuse, not a reason. Correct. So there there could be reasons there, but there's there's no good there's excuses but no good reasons. Correct. That is my only theory at the moment. Yeah. So that's me grabbing at straws like it's, it's got to be like a fucking power trip. Yeah. Or, you know, you've got people that are more hedonistic than mm-hmm. others. So, me, I'm, I'm driven by meaning. Mm-hmm. You give me the option between pleasure and meaning, I'm going to go with meaning. Right. You got someone that's real hedonistic, then... I would say they're more apt to steamroller, steamroll over others' preferences. Mm-hmm. So just random thoughts. We might need to bring like a third party in here to like, hey, I've got, I've got some real opinions about that. <laughs> so th- there's an opportunity for somebody to comment in. Yep. Um. So. Just as a developing type of thing, do you I guess what would be the thing you now current Anna would tell I don't know, twenty one year old, twenty two year old Anna. several things um and you know when you're young you get a lot of advice from people and when they give you advice it's what they would have told their younger selves yes you'll never ever ever get the opportunity to have gotten advice from your future self right like unfortunately that's not a thing right um so I would take the first answer that I got. Mm. If I was pursuing a goal mm-hmm. and I got a no, I wouldn't persevere very much. Now, nah. You know, I I find ways around it. I'll ask more. I can ask the same. You know, I have like the balls to ask the same person more than once mm-hmm. to persevere more. Um, and that doesn't sound like a big thing, but it really was. Yeah. Really. That I would, uh, I would chase my own goals more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was depressed very pervasively through my 20s. I'm still depressed. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are so many people 
that that can empathize, right. unfortunately. And you know, it can get better, mm-hmm. and that sounds like a cliche thing to say, um, but like at the depth of of my depression, and I yeah. was I was just being hyper rational and tearing myself apart you know that it it sounded like almost as inarguable as science like you're so isolated and so meaningless like you would get and to... so flawed and mm-hmm. what's the fucking point and i'm so tired like you would get to that you would get that type of depression where you would um you would like kind of like how like you watch like a sports cast break down literally every part of a play or something oh yeah you would just be like all right so you can't do this and i think you're pretty much a loser at this And, and right here notice that you're very much of a useless piece of shit in this. You know? So not only did I know how I felt, I was reasoning with myself, trying to just rationalizing why Right. I really did not deserve to go on. I've had that before. I had that between the time I, I was fired from KX time I was you know employed by A&M again and it's a fucking shitty thing when you're trying to get on your feet that uh you've got that going on like there were times that universal that, you there were times that I was at the job before I worked where I am now that I did not want to come in I I waited to the absolute last Second to come in. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, like I subconsciously did not even give a hundred percent. Like I gave, I gave you know a passing grade. You know, whereas now I would give a hundred, hundred percent, hundred ten percent. You know, whereas. Before that, I just, it was hard. Things would pile up. Absolutely. I would just, on top of the, the pure loneliness, on top of the just insurmountable odds that were against me. Yeah. And I, I there were Getting so many Getting started is incredibly rough. Yeah. Maybe not for everyone, but I, I know for me, like, getting started was incredibly rough. Right. My first job had to be a volunteer job because I didn't have any experience and nobody was willing to give me a shot at the time. So. Oh, I, had, I got lucky. Yeah. I got real lucky. So I had a volunteer job for six mm-hmm. months. Then I got a very shitty paying job where yes. I had to clock out and then go back to work to finish my job and then I didn't know when I would be off in the wee hours of the morning my first job was at KBTX 5.15 an hour I probably made yeah yeah 
in that area because I remember like breaking that six dollar mark and being thrilled I think my second painting job I made 565 mm -hmm. I didn't even go full time until until I worked at KX yeah like two and a half years in and it's it's hard not to internalize your dollar amount as your worth right but uh it, it, it's it's one of those things that you you look back in your past and like look at all the stripes you've been through and now you look at who you are today and you realize it could have been a lot worse it could have yeah you know but now you have all of that in you because now you know what it's like to be in that point. Right. Whether you want it to be or not. Yeah. And a lot of times not. Right. Um, but you look at yourself now, like I look at you now and I see a person that will not that will not back down from a fight. Yeah. Who will stand firm on what she believes in and will bust ass to get what she needs done. That you set a goal and you achieve it. Like, I see that in you now. And I appreciate that. That, like, makes me... Um... When you've hurt for a long time and then someone tells you that they're proud of you and it brings tears to your yes. eyes, that doesn't, that has not gone away at least yet. No. Um, and, and, you know, and I think... But younger self did not see any kind of light at the end of the tunnel at all. If I had seen you as your younger self, I probably would have been that person that would have been like, listen... I want you to talk to me. Tell me how you're feeling. Let's work through this. You know? Because I've always been one of those just, just like, if I can help one person. We would have been friends, for sure. Then um, I would have known that I've made an impact. So, having... Having actual friends can help you yes. out of that that spiral of, you know, destructive thoughts. Um, and and I, I gotta tell you, I am personally glad that you and I have become friends outside of our professional lives. Because yeah. I don't think... There's been a lot of shit in the world, especially the last couple years. Yes. And I don't think I could have made it through the pandemic as, as well as I have. Yeah, that that was um, you know, I tell a people, weird kind of isolation. Yeah. I, you know, I've told people you know, how lonely I've been. I'm just like, you don't understand. I am. Ah. You yeah. Know, it sucks. And I'm I'm aware that that we're not alone in that, but like, 
maybe what we're saying here goes out to somebody and they say, oh, someone's been in a similar situation as me. Yeah. You know, if this episode helps anybody, then honestly, I, I believe I've done my job. Um, yeah, I sincerely hope so. Um, we are running slowly out of time, but <laughs> I guess final points. As That's a plane. There's a helicopter. Oh, it's a helicopter. Sorry, folks. <laughs> I'm not editing that out. Um, there was a helicopter that flew over us. We're next to an airport. We're next to Eastwood Airport. Uh, but if there is something you could tell somebody. It's going to sound real random. Tell me. Some of the best advice, and it wasn't really advice. Life lesson. Whatever. Things my mom said that I appreciate weirdly um she told me that her 30s were the best years of her life and you don't you don't hear that often enough that it's not all fucking downhill and it's not age specific but when you find yourself it's all worth it in the end right that I could have an absolute shit year and I wouldn't lose myself again. It takes a while to get there and not everybody's on the same timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, your 20s are very probably gonna be very rocky. If I, if there's anyone who says they, they're gonna have a smooth 20s, you're a liar. Yeah. You will run into shit. Like, sincerely not, try to look forward to your 30s. And it's not me saying, oh, I just want to project that you're just going to have a bad day or a bad decade or anything. It's just like, that's where you are going to learn a lot. Yeah. And I, I would hate to say that people need to struggle, but it seems unavoidable. It really does. And, and sometimes people do need to struggle. Um, Sometimes you have to hit the inevitable brick wall. Some people need to hit that. Or you won't change. Exactly. Some people hit it unintentionally. And you either survive, thrive, and move forward. Or you flounder. Yeah. On the other hand, there ain't no excuse to be bad to each other like right absolutely you're gonna have people fuck you over try not to let the world turn you into that correct it's gonna be hard but you don't want to be that person i can guarantee you you don't want to be that person um so pardon me but, you know, hopefully our advice has synced in to people. Yeah. Um, hopefully this podcast is, this podcast episode helps somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it does. 
I'm sure Anna hopes it does. Um, but uh, as we slowly run out of time, <laughs> I always run out of time. We have so much to talk about. You were worried that we were going to have much to talk I about. I did. <laughs> we start getting off on tangents. Oh, yeah. But. You know, we're so excellent at talking shit. Like, Yes. I, I, I wondered, like, oh, no, if we're not talking shit, then, you know, can we keep the ball rolling? And we did. Yes. See? I'm proud of you. Proud of you. You did a good job. See? Complimenting each other. Anyway, that's it for this episode, episode zero. Because we're not at episode one yet, because I don't feel like it. I don't know. Um, if you like to share this around on whatever platform you're listening to us on, um, I will say that I'm probably going to bring some of the uh, reading Reddit episodes we've been doing on YouTube into their audio form here on Yes, This Is a Podcast um, so that you get that as well. Because it's just us talking shit and judging yeah. people on the internet because it's fun. Join in. Are we the asshole? <laughs> Find out. Um, I'm willing to admit it. Just convince me. <laughs> it's true. I'm willing to change my ways. We're always here to listen. And if you have a podcast topic you want us to talk about, send us, send me a message on um, whatever you're going to be able to send a message on. I don't know. Whatever don't know platform. Pod- I don't know how podcasts work, how they do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally flying blind right now. But we'll figure it out. And until then, until next time, um, Don't be an asshole. And watch out for helicopters near you that fly close to your building. Okay? Okay? Bye bye. Say bye bye, Anna. Take care. Good night. Ah! <laughs>